This is the Humans of Gaming Podcast, an open and honest conversation about games, life, and belief. Welcome to Humans of Gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Drew Dixon. I am the chief content nerd at Love Thy Nerd, and I'm joined by Chris Gwaltney. Hey, Chris. Hey, I'm Chris Gwaltney, chief executive nerd for Love Thy Nerd, and uh, another host of this podcast, Humans of Gaming. We love to have game designers and industry people on here and just hear their stories, what makes them tick, and I'm pretty excited about who we've got today. Yeah, for sure. We've got uh, Pat and Kat Lysite with us. How are y'all? Hello. And uh, how? <laughs> I, I think love they, re- that they rehearsed. They rehearsed that. <laughs> so, uh, what are you, what are y'all up to today? What's uh, what does a Friday have in store for you typically? Well, typically, I would be at work, and Catherine would be trapped in the schoolroom with our uh, with our kiddos, but. Uh, Today, uh, we have a, a down day that they gave us in connection with the four-day weekend. So I just got back from a trip, and we are spending some time together as a family, and that is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And spending well, time with me and Drew as a family on this podcast. <laughs> Welcome to family day. Yay. Yeah. I'm I'm really humbled and uh, honored that you would uh, include, include us. us in family day. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we should probably, before we get too much further, we should sort of frame who you guys are and what you do. So uh, tell us about Kara Games. Sure. So Kara Games is a uh, board and card game company that we started in 2014. Uh, Our mission is to build games that create joy by developing relationships with God and people. We've got uh, four titles out there. Commissioned is a cooperative game about the early church. Uh, Three Seeds is a very basic strategy card game about managing your time, money, and labor. Unauthorized is our social deduction game for big groups uh, set in religious persecution, so kind of an overreaching state versus an underground church kind of environment. And then Soul of the Empire is a four-player asymmetric strategy game uh, set in the first century where you've got Romans, a Jewish faction, Christians, and a coalition of outside countries uh, fighting in accordance with their historic worldview. And you kind of see how that uh, worldview uh, led to the fracturing, uh, that conflict led to the fracturing of the Roman Empire. Um, so that's us. They're also, uh, Pat and Cat, absolute legendary champions of Love Thy Nerd. Aww. They've <laughs> been on a trip with us. They support us, encourage us, pray for us. Mm-hmm. Pat's helping us plan LTN Con. Uh, yeah, they've been here since the beginning. It's been great. Which is in Dallas, October 4th through 6th. You can hey. still sign up. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we want to yeah. see you there. That's right. Yeah, for real. You can hung, hang out with the four people you're listening to on this podcast. If you well, sign maybe. up for... <laughs> Cat well, may maybe. Or may not make three. it. Okay. Oh. Three. At least three out of the four. <laughs> three out of four. Uh, yeah. Possibly, grade. possibly four. Well, hopefully, by the end of this podcast, we'll guilted cat. <laughs> we'll do. Oh, we'll do cat. There. We'll do cat con in <laughs> in December. No, you guys are obviously juggling a lot. I mean, you're just like literally seconds before uh, we started this. Cat, uh, you were you were doing some homeschool stuff with your kids. So, so That's we right. understand it's a busy life. How long have y'all been homeschooling? From the beginning. So I have a seventh grader. So that would be, okay. this is my eighth year. Yeah. Wow. Bravo. I'll have to get some, yeah. uh, we'll have to get some tips from you because I actually homeschool as well, which nice. may make people stop listening to this podcast, but. <laughs> oh, well, we're a little wow. bit weird, but homeschooling's not for everyone. So like, there's no pressure yeah. just because we do, it doesn't mean you're supposed to be doing it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and just because you homeschool, let's just, just knock some stereotypes out here. Yeah. Uh, just because you homeschool doesn't mean your kids are weird or that you're weird. You guys aren't weird and you I'm, homeschool. I'm weird. Yeah, they're a little I mean, weird. I mean, let's not, yeah, we're all let's not give too much credit here. They're a little weird. <laughs> no, like I've, uh, 
to be honest with you, I, this is, I promise this isn't the homeschool podcast, but it is cool to talk. I always enjoy talking to other homeschoolers because like, uh, I was skeptical of it cause I, I went, I was public schooled and stuff and yeah. so were we. like, and, and we moved to this certain part of Nashville in part because it was like the cheapest place we could move to that still had good schools. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and I guess parts of Nashville don't have a great reputation in terms of the school systems. But then we, my wife was like, started uh, researching homeschooling and got really passionate about it and like decided this is what we're going to do. This is what I want to do. And, uh, and I got on board and uh, like, it's, I love the way we're able to educate our children. There's a lot more freedom uh, in our schedule and like the ways they're able to learn. Like, I think, I think that's one of the things I, I see in the way we're able to educate our kids now is that I think we're on track anyway. I mean, it's going to take some work, right? But we're on track to developing them a love of learning, which I think is like something I didn't get as sure. a, you know, as a kid in school. I hated school. So well, and, and a lot for at least for us, and I'm sure it's the same for you guys, is that it's it's a lot about learning how to think instead of learning how to mm-hmm. memorize information, and that's a that's a different mindset yep. when it comes to education. What a yeah. concept. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, this was, and this was really cool too. Like, uh, my wife went to this homeschooling conference and this has just stuck with me ever since. One of like the, the kind of key themes of the conference was like the greatest gift you give when you homeschool your children is yourself. Yeah. And I thought that's so good. Like, um, I just can't put it like, I know there's a lot of people that just can't do it. Like it just doesn't work for them financially. And I totally, totally sympathize with that. Um, but if you can figure out a way to make it work, like, I just think that's, uh, when I heard that quote, I was like, yes, that's why I'm down with this, you know? Yeah. The blessings are abundant if you can pull it off for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, now that we so, got our sponsorship homeschooling <laughs> stuff ad out of the way, that's uh, right. Sorry yeah. about that. It's Drew's fault. Sorry. I don't know why you're what? apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> last uh, last homeschooling question: What were you? Yeah. Uh, what were you teaching them just now? Like before you jumped on? What, what, so, what, was, what was going on? The, so this is funny because we're you know midday through the day, but on a normal school day, what we start with is we read just one chapter out of the Bible. And then we pick out one verse and we write it on a big blackboard and then the kids do copy work from that. So they're, they're practicing a bunch of skills when they do copy work, but that's how we normally start our school day. Yeah. The the day has been a little bit chaotic and this is the last thing we're doing for school. And so I I pulled them to the school room. Let's do our Bible time. And we just knocked that out right before I got on with you guys. Well, uh, so tell us like what's new with car games. What's going on with, uh, with you guys and your, in your work in the games industry. Uh, so we are in what we have, uh, affectionately dubbed a reset year. Uh, (laughs) We have tried. So, like, begrudging, begrudgingly affectionate? Yeah. It, well, it was forced. So oh, okay. I, I told him, look, we need to take a step back. We need to take a year to regroup because we had mm-hmm. a really hard last year. Mm. We, uh, we did a project, and then we got hit by a hurricane right after moving. And mm. so, the, Like, the literally year, a hurricane. This is not a figurative hurricane you're talking right, about. Right. No kidding. Hurricane Michael. We live in Panama City that got the, yeah. the eye of the storm. And so we had a very chaotic fall. Uh, we literally lost three months out of our calendar, like yeah. virtually no memories of what happened in that time. And so we mm. got to the new year and we just said, there, there's something that we have been wanting to do for a couple years that's kind of been percolating um, that we're going to get to. But I said, look, love, I, I can't handle the stress of trying to make that happen this year. Hmm. We, we need a year to tinker to play with designs, but not to have the pressure of publishing this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we're, we're committed to the long term and, and continuing with card games because we see the value in the, the product it releases and the community it can potentially create. But it has really just been an uphill battle over the last several years in places that I think we didn't anticipate when mm-hmm. we went, when we looked at starting. The, mm-hmm. the company. And so 
when, when everything just kind of like when the storm literally blew through and wiped the calendar, <laughs> uh, you know, we had to just say, okay, what, what's the baseline? What's important? And car games to us is important, but it's not more important than God. It's not more important than our family. And it's not mm-hmm. more important than the work that pays the bills. And so yeah. you have to, you know, make those decisions and, and we have to step, you know, this year we've had to step back a little bit and that's been painful in a... Yeah, I was going to ask because you strike me, Pat, as uh, someone like, like as someone who just thrives off of knocking things out and like getting <laughs> projects. Is that yeah. true? Like yeah. you like to get things done and it's very achieve, achieve uh, things. Workaholic is another way to say that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I prefer to call it Drew. It takes oriented. one to no one. It takes one to no <laughs> one, Drew. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. That's definitely my personality too. So yeah, yeah. I, it's it's hard to to let that go because you know a part of you feels like you know we started this because we believe God called us into it. And so now when I'm not working at it as hard as I want to be doing, like there's a little bit of guilt there for me about like, Mm. am I managing this? Am I being a steward of this the way I'm supposed to? But the reality is that, you know, there's only so much time, there's only so much energy and there's only so much um, ability to to focus that, that you have, that you've been given and you have to use it in, in line with the priorities and, and yeah. so here we are. We mm. this is the first podcast we've ever done where we don't have a current project coming up on <laughs> Kickstarter to talk about. So yeah. fire yeah. away with all of your random questions <laughs> and we have time to answer. Well, I'd be curious, like what have you learned in that process of kind of like forcing yourselves to slow down and kind of go like, hey, we're just gonna explore ideas here and we're gonna have some fun with it, but we're not gonna we're not gonna put these like deadlines on us that wouldn't be you know healthy for for us and for our family and where where, you're, where we're at what is what what are, what are some takeaways from this time for you guys you go first i'm interested so i've got two things one is um if it would if it had been up to patrick we would have been kickstarting probably right about now like we mm. we would have driven hard this year to get a project out um our children, we have four kids ranging from four up to 12. Um, our kids in the last year have gone through a move and a hurricane, and we just told them that we're moving again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this isn't like we're moving across town. This is we're moving completely out of community. Yeah. So we're going to have to rebuild life. And for our and listeners, our- you guys are military, so that's why you move around a lot. Right, right. Um, so for our kids they needed his presence more than our company needed to publish this year. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think from a family health standpoint, it was important for our children to see him prioritize them. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Totally. Um, the other kind of takeaway that I had from stepping back from, we have to drive to get something published is that we are watching another up and coming designer um, develop a really great project. And we have been able to to come alongside them, encourage them, play test the snot out of their game and give them some feedback. And we would not have been able to do that if we'd had our own schedule we were driving Mm -hmm. to. And so it has given space in our personal schedule to support another designer. And that's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the other thing that it's enabled, and, and maybe this is more true for me than it is for you, because I, I am kind of the, I manage more of the daily admin for the company, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. So I have a little bit more visibility into that. And I think taking a step back from the publishing, kickstarting, printing, fulfillment schedule has given us a little bit more time to say, okay, well, where, you know, we started in 2014. Where are we now? Yeah. And how is that different? Uh, and what is good? And what is not good? And what do we, you know, we have skills as a team and, and they offset each other. But as a as a 
couple, there are some very glaring holes in in what we need to be able to do as a a company moving (laughs) forward. And so that lets us know, okay, down the line when, you know, hopefully this becomes more of a full-time kind of process. These are the holes that we're going to have to fill for our company Mm -hmm. to even have a chance of surviving. Because right now we're just kind of barely scraping by and it's not necessarily because our products are good or bad. It is much more because of the skill sets we don't have in the company Mm. in terms of marketing and community management and all the other things that are, you know, time related, people related Mm -hmm. kind of aspects that I just don't do well. Yeah, I think yeah. it's important there what you said about, um, I mean, the way I heard it, I guess, or interpreted it was, you know, because you're doing these day-to-day things kind of in the trenches sort of work, it's hard to get that like 10,000 foot view yeah. to see like, where are we going? Where have we been? Where are we currently? Um, because you're just inundated with the day-to-day kind of stuff, you know? Right. Um, yeah, and, and the, the timeline pressure can drive some decisions that, you know, you pray through and you think are right in the time you make them, but maybe right. they're not. And maybe you're making that decision because of the time-based pressure. Sure, yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. right now, we don't have to worry about that. So mm-hmm. it's a chance to say, okay, without that pressure, how are we making decisions? Is there a better way to make decisions in the future? And, and kind of think through some of those things that need to change for our company to have a chance to grow. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about, you mentioned like you guys facing some uphill battles with, with the company and with, with your games themselves, like in the last year or so. Um, can you give us an example of like, what, what are, because I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast who are like either making things like making games, um, or they're really wanting to, and they're trying to get started. Um, so what what's an example of like a challenge you face this year that you didn't expect? Or, so, or maybe that was particularly tough. Either one would be interesting, I think. Sure. I, I think I'll talk uh, about some industry things and then I'll let Catherine talk about maybe some expectation things for the company and how we expected things to go and, and they didn't. Uh, so we are a small company. You know, legally, I am the company in reality it's it's the two of us working this together right so when i when right. i say small company it doesn't get smaller than that yep uh, <laughs> right but the but the reality is that we have a a heart for a a big calling you know we want our games to equally reach out to to people who are christians and are looking for a way to actively engage their faith in a kind of new and exciting way to experience some of the history and issues that they're passionate about. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, we want our games to be open to people who come from any faith background and help them to have a fun experience where they encounter something uh, from Christianity and they get to make their own decision about what they encounter. We're not going to tell them how to think about it. We're not going to drive those kinds of, you know, it's it's not a a preachy approach. It is simply this Mm -hmm. is... And then you have a conversation with the people around your table, which is the whole point of playing a board game in the first place, mm-hmm. about the, the fun that you're having and the experience that it creates. So that's that's kind of what we, how we want our company to uh, to execute. And when we started, we thought that we would have a really solid uh, following, if you will, community driven by Christian churches who would say, "Hey, this is a a cool way for." teens and adults to engage in play that is fun, but also is, you know, potentially uh, building, edifying of, of your faith. And, mm-hmm. and you get to encounter things in a fresh way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, what we encountered is a stone wall from any kind of church-based <laughs> yeah. Christian mm-hmm. retail. Like they just, I mean, it's it's been deafening silence for five years. Uh, yeah. And all of our kind of process through that, you know, it's like, well, why is this, why are we encountering this resistance? Mm-hmm. What, what is the, 
the root of that. Are, are we doing something wrong? Is there some, you know, is there some magical person that I need to go talk to to get through this wall? Like, do I just need to outlast it? Like, and so the, the, you know, we're doing all of these things, um, but we're not making the progress or uh, not seeing the engagement from the so the community that we thought was going to be our primary support. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so there's been, I mean, that's, is discouraging. You know, when we talk to individuals, like I, I talked to a guy on the airplane while I was flying to my trip this week and he's like, Oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I had no idea this exists. <laughs> and yeah. I'm thinking to myself, that's exactly the problem. Like, yeah. how do I, how do mm-hmm. I do this? You know, how do it's, we do this? I think, cause we've, we've experienced this a lot too. I mean, it's different cause you know, we're like a nonprofit kind of organization or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. you know, even with the, the previous organization we were with game church and now with love thy nerd, um, we've experienced a lot of the same thing. And I, I just, I still think the church isn't ready. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. shocking to me. I mean, well, okay. It is shocking. And it isn't, it is shocking because like nerd culture gaming is like such a huge thing. Yeah. So it's shocking to me that the church doesn't get it, but it's not shocking because traditionally and historically the church doesn't get it. And they're all like, <laughs> we're always behind the times on this stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, you're not alone in hitting that stone wall. Uh, the other component I think is the death of Christian retail. Mm. And, oh yeah. Like trying yeah. to get on shelf space in a Christian bookstore because the church overall doesn't get it. Yeah. The Christian retail doesn't see the market. And so that's that's another component mm-hmm. of the stone wall that we face. Just like if we just just get this out there in front of the Christians, this is what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know it per se, but this is what they're looking for and and because mm-hmm. Because the church doesn't get it, the retail, the people that were stocking the shelves, yeah, won't even look at the product. It's it's all Amazon's fault. That's yeah, what we're really right. getting at. There's a bit of that too. Freaking <laughs> Bezos, thanks, Bezos. I'm I'm only kind of kidding, uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I think because it's interesting. I think I'm noticing a uh, trend of like people in churches. Um, getting really into board games. Um, yeah, just I hear about it quite a bit through people who are in our community at Love Thy Nerd. That's one thing, and then I've just experienced it. Like we've been to um, a couple of churches where there were pretty big um, groups of people that were really into into board games, which is which is cool because it's you know it's a fantastic way to spend focused time enjoying something with people. Together, right? Yeah. Um, but I, at the same time, it's interesting when I talk to them about Love Thy Nerd and kind of share what we do, they're like, oh, I would have never thought that that was a thing <laughs> that you would do. Like, yeah. like, you just don't make the connection. Meanwhile, we're reason. shouting inside of our heads. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what the church is supposed to be. Hands and feet Christianity out there in the community, building relationships, loving mm-hmm. on people where they are. How did we lose that message along the way? I remember this. uh, Well, I barely remember, but I'll do my best. Uh, This book I read, I think it's called The Artist's Way. And it was written by this uh, like worship pastor from Willow Creek, like, you know, this huge church in uh, in Chicago, right? Um, Yeah, I think Chicago area. And... Uh, you know, the book was kind of specifically about like art and Christian expression of art and all these things. And one of the things he talked about in there was like, you know, once upon a time, uh, the church was the hub for artistic expression. You know, you think about like Sistine Chapel or these different things where like, that's where you went for culture and art and cutting edge stuff, music, all of it. And at some point, I don't know, I don't remember if he, you know, deduced at what point that kind of changed or if it was just sort of this slow digression, you know, progression yeah. or whatever. Um, but it's so interesting to me that like, you know, it, it is so different now that like no one's going to the church for like the cutting edge 
kind of stuff or thoughts or ideas or well, culture or whatever. No one's going to the church or not no one, but our culture is no longer going to the church for community. Yeah, and sure. that, that is why, I mean, that's behind a lot of the nerd culture, board game, community yeah. growth, because people are trying to connect with other people in a yeah. primarily digital world, but they're not going to do it through the church. Right. So they're mm-hmm. doing it through nerd culture. Um, and, and so, you know, we need to be that positive light to, right. to show people, Hey, you know, community exists and it, it it's healthy and it's critical to your, yeah. to your, uh, you know, continued growth as a person, uh, mm-hmm. spiritual or not. I mean, that's all connected. And so, you know, we hope to be the, a, a door back into Christianity for people who have left because the community is broken in, right. the church, in a lot of churches. Well, and I think uh, too often the response of the church has been to like cross our arms and pout in the corner <laughs> instead of <laughs> You know, like, oh, well, why aren't you coming here for that? Instead of like, well, let's just go where it is. Let's go where it is and and show people like this is why this is happening. And that like, let's highlight those beautiful things that are happening instead of just pouting because it didn't go our way or something. Um, yeah. 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 I think maybe there's like a like a morning in the church today over that loss of like influence and control you know it's like i think i think we in some ways as like at least western christians have this sort of picture of the church as once being this like really influential and um kind of like you're talking about chris like produced a lot of the world's greatest works of art like that kind of level of influence and then now we're sort of like it's just different like it's a we're kind of living in, I mean, I know some people call it like a post-Christian culture. And so there's sort of this like, hey, we ought to be there and we're not. And so we're just going to kind of be mad out about it. Shout on Facebook. The term that you used there is so insightful. You know, at some point it became less about community and more about control. Mm-hmm. And that's not what yeah. the church was built to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and when it we seek actually, control, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a bad thing. Well, it... Uh, you know, it's, it's your, it's your guys's commissioned game, right? Like the church was established against those that were in control and in power. I mean, it was this Inspired. subversive, yeah, it was yeah. this subversive, like, you know, underground kind of thing. And at yeah. some point we've really screwed that up. <laughs> yes, we have. Whoops. Yep. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. I would like to hear a little bit about like what happened with commission because I know like we were talking about before the show like it just didn't uh, the release of that game didn't go. Oh, you're thinking Soul of the Empire? Oh, yeah. sorry, yeah. not so, commission. Actually, yeah, sorry. What we would want is for all of our games to have the response that uh, commission yes, had. Right. Yeah, yeah. That no, one has I, gone yeah. really well. Uh, <laughs> right. That's actually the, probably the only reason why we're, we're still in business as a company. We're still uh, living on <laughs> living on the back of commission. Yeah, uh, right. Soul of the yeah. Empire. So Soul of the Empire, uh, we kickstarted it last year and it released or we kickstarted it early. It was in like April of last yeah, year. Yeah, and you guys like you overfunded on your Kickstarter too, like you yep. even hit some stretch goals and stuff. We, we yeah. did, and we and we got to put in the the cool individual meeple shapes that we wanted for our factions, and we're very happy with how the Kickstarter went. Um, but then the game released in November of last year. Uh, right in the midst of all of our Chaos. storm re- relocation, yeah. but uh, I-, I think we've sold fifty copies since the game released. Which, wow. if you know anything about selling anything, that's just terrible. <laughs> Even if you <laughs> so, don't know anything about selling anything, I mean that's that's really bad. And I, and I think oh, it's yeah. a combination uh, of things. I think one part of it is our lack of marketing presence and the fact that we haven't been to conventions to promote it. That's mm-hmm. so it's a real limb, you know, limiting factor. Uh, I think part of it is that root <laughs> last year, totally um, 
soaked up all interest in any asymmetric game. Yeah. And and our game is it's it's very different. We take a different approach than Root does, but Root yeah. did asymmetric so well last year that people just were not looking for they either loved Root and just wanted to play Root or they hated Root and didn't want anything to do right. with an asymmetric yeah. game. And yeah. so we just got totally stomped. So credit mm. to our folk, or the folks out at Leader Games. They did a great job. We actually play a lot more Root than we play Soul of the Empire in our own house. So, <laughs> so I can't argue uh, with what they've done. I, I still do think that for me, I grew up playing hardcore strategy games. And so Soul of the Empire is probably the most complex game that we'll do as a company and it's kind of my nod and contribution to that genre of games that I really loved playing growing up. Mm. So I, I think that game has a lot to offer thematically and, and some very interesting mechanical stuff that other games aren't doing. Um, so I, I really do believe in the quality of the Soul of the Empire game, but it just, it's not done it's well at all. And so at this point, you know, we've got about 1,200 copies that we can't <laughs> seem to get rid of. <laughs> Uh, so if you know know anyone who's interested in asymmetric copy or an asymmetric game, we'd love to tell them what's going on. But yeah, it's it's dead. And probably worse is that uh, Three Seeds did very poorly, Unauthorized did very poorly, and now Soul of the Empire, which is a much larger financial investment because right, of the yeah. size of the game, mm-hmm. has also done very poorly. And so... Uh, as, as a company, our, our track record has not been so good over the last couple of years. <laughs> mm. So it how do you, is. yeah, no, and like, how do you, um, like, what keeps you going in the midst of that? Because I know a lot of people like would, but you guys like would be tempted to throw in the towel, but you guys seem like it, even in this period of, of kind of resting from it, it doesn't even seem to be on the table for y'all. Like, So what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going? So I think Catherine has to tell the story of why, of what drove us to starting the company in the first place. And that will answer that question. Okay. So Patrick designed a game that he got picked up for publishing, came back from that whole experience and said, that was so much fun. I want to do it again. But admitting the time cost that designing a game takes said, Hey, I'd like this to be something we do together. So I, um, kind of grudgingly said, okay, fine. You know, I'll give up my Mm -hmm. evenings to design games with you. Yay. (laughs) To hang out with (laughs) you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that was, I really did kind of go into it a little bit grudgingly, but I love my husband. So I was hanging out with him doing this thing. And he had this vision for this bridging the gap between the gaming community and the Christian community that he was communicating, but for some reason it wasn't touching my heart. And uh, so we designed commission together and he took it out to publishers and they loved it, but they wanted to make it a zombie game. And we definitely didn't want it to be a zombie game. Mm -hmm. And so he came back from convention and, and we just sat on it for a while and we were praying through, what do we do with the, this game? Because we still feel the burden of getting this game published, but it's obvious that the the secular market, the secular publishers are totally uninterested in touching it because of its religious theme. And so we were on a road trip and he just said, hey, you know, we've got this money set aside in savings. I'm, I'm thinking about maybe using it to publish this game. And I, I was like, well, if that's really what you think we should be doing with that money, okay, we'll do that. But still kind of hesitant about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he starts talking about, well, we couldn't just plug, like, we'd have to build a company around this. And like, I see my future stretching out in front of me as the gamer's wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say, I just see my future dwindling away. <laughs> No, in in a way it was. I was like, you know, all all my identity, because I'm a stay-at-home mom, a lot of my identity is tied up in what my husband does, which I'm sure all the feminists are going to throw a temper tantrum, and I'm sorry for the comments that are coming. Um, But that was the reality of where I was. And so I I see myself Mm -hmm. becoming the gamer's wife, Mm. and I'm really kind of throwing this silent temper tantrum about this situation and praying about it and you know, we're driving down the road and I'm staring out at this random wilderness. And I, 
in my spirit, not an audible voice, but in my spirit, God spoke to me and said, are they not worth saving? Hmm. And that one simple question changed my thinking, my heart. Like I finally caught the vision of what Patrick had been trying to do for the last nine months. And for us, this is very much a calling to reach out and love the people that are in the gaming community, the 20 and 30 somethings that left the church because they were injured. They were wounded Mm -hmm. by the things that we just quite frankly suck at in the church (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and a call to, to reach out an olive branch or just extend a hand of love and grace back into a group of people who are disenfranchised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, I haven't been released from that. You know, I still feel that burden mm. of building the bridge back to those people. Um, and so that's why we're in it. Even if our games never pay for themselves, we're going to be in this until probably we die because (laughs) we have an opportunity to create a product that creates a conversation Yeah, that that creates a bridge for somebody to walk back to the church. And to be honest, what, what keeps me going through a lot of this are the glimpses that we get very, it doesn't happen as often as, as we want, but very rarely we'll get an email that says, Hey, I sat down and played this with my family and we loved it. Or yeah. hey, I you know was playing this game with some friends who aren't Christians and it led to some really good questions or conversations or mm-hmm. you know, we were rolling on the floor laughing because of how ridiculous the situation was that came up in the game and and all of that, that's the the building of relationship, it's the creation of joy with you know, between people and God, which is, you know, why we exist to do what we do. And so, you know, we are not going to make money long-term on this company. Like, it's just, it's the probably not going to happen. The market that we're appealing to it's, is so yeah, tiny. I mean, but, but the mm-hmm. purpose there is so rewarding that that's what, that's what keeps us coming back. And, and we'll meet people at conventions or, or, you know, we'll have uh, a conversation with somebody on Facebook and and something will come up and, and we'll have seen the difference that the game has made in their life. And, and that is that is incredibly rewarding. Mm-hmm. Now, what do I want? I, I mean, I want the game. I want the company to do more. Right. I mean, I want the game to be a financial success because what that means is our games are getting out there yeah, yeah. and they're having the opportunity to do the things that they were created to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we just haven't, we, you know, we haven't cracked that nut yet. And so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll keep working. Yeah. I yeah. so appreciate you guys and your transparency and honesty. Hmm. Thank you. I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, these are the things that really, I mean, this is the title of our podcast, like humans of gaming. This is the human part of how hard this can be mm-hmm. and yet how you can find ways to persevere through that. If you really tap into that passion about what's driving you, mm-hmm. you know, I think Here's if, if money is the only thing driving you, then that's fleeting and who cares, you quit. but <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, like, like there's run yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's something deep and meaningful in your, mm. you know, your spirit, as you said, Kat, like, yeah. I know that's maybe too esoteric for some people, but. Well, uh, and here's an example, yeah. right? So like we're, we're in the process of working on very slowly over multiple years, an expansion <laughs> for commissioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've done a couple of public play tests and we get feedback on those play tests from people in Africa the Philippines, some other countries I probably shouldn't mention on the podcast yeah. <laughs> and all across the country. And the fact that those people are taking the time to play test something that literally you can print out on your computer mm-hmm. and, you know, and then we're asking for all this feedback on, they're taking that time because they see the value in it. Yeah, they see, uh, I mean, it's just, it's amazing to have somebody in Africa contact us and say, Hey, we did this. We spent 
Yeah. We spent 30 hours play testing this game for you. Mm-hmm. And this is the feedback we have for you. And it's mm-hmm. like, that blows my mind. That, yeah. that shows me that there's more at work in, in this than me mm-hmm. sitting at the computer grinding. Yeah. Just... There, there's two things that, that came to my mind as you guys were kind of sharing, uh, especially you cat about like what keeps you guys going in this. Yeah. Um, but like one is that I think it seems like it has, it's, it's, doing something that's bigger than either of you, you know, that you have a, a, a vision for your company. That's, that's not, you know, yeah, sure. Of course you'd like it to be profitable. Um, and that's not Mm -hmm. wrong to want it to be, but like, but that's not the goal. And the goal is to, to make a meaningful contribution, um, to the gaming community that encourages them to have like, that doesn't preach at them, but, but nonetheless Mm -hmm. encourages them to have like, important and good conversations. Um, and then the other thing that just struck me is how, um, like we were just talking about this before the podcast. Like, I think you're trained in, you know, a lot of Americans who work in corporate America were trained to never talk about things that didn't go well. (laughs) Or like, Mm -hmm. like, like, uh, when, when we, we didn't, uh, measure up to our own expectations or whatever. We just want people like, like, well, we might talk about those things in private, right? But nobody wants to have that conversation in public. And I think it's a huge need. And so I'm just really thrilled, like, because I want to ask those kind of questions, actually, to a lot of our guests, because we have guests on the show all the time that I know they, like, released a game that didn't go the way they wanted it to. Like, it didn't sell like they wanted it to, or or maybe it didn't get reviewed the way that they wanted it to. But I, I'm always afraid to ask that question because I know, <laughs> like... A stigma, yeah. Yeah, there's the stigma, and so it's just super refreshing to me to have you guys be willing to have these conversations and sort of like lay it all out there. I think people really need to hear that. I think I think it's um, it gives grace to people who hear these these, these kind of conversations because they go like, okay, I, I, we're not alone in this, and. Oh, um, great. They're screw-ups, too. Know? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's not at all what I meant because I, I mean, like – for Soul of the Empire, I know, um, like, we played it and we had a good time. And I know from what I've heard, like, everybody I've talked to has played it. I think it's it's a solid game. It's just, I mean, like, how do you get people to, to, yeah. to, to see that? You know, yeah. it's not an easy, there's tons of, and that's a reality of the board game industry right now, too. I mean, it's video threatened. games is even worse, but there's, like, so much awesome stuff out there. Yeah. Um, how do you get people to open their eyes to it, you know? Here's the other thing that keeps me going. When we first started Cara Games, our perception was that there was zero Christian influence in the gaming community. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. there, there were other people out there working the mission field, but we couldn't see them. We, we didn't see them. We felt very much like we were being called into a brand new mission field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, over the last five years, there have been so many people that we've met that are working the same field that it is an encouragement to me to know that I'm not alone in the work. Yeah. Mm. That yeah. God has called you and others into the same place. This is not something I made up. This isn't, you know, I'm not out in left field. I am where God is working. And that is a great encouragement to me. For sure. Well, it's encouraging to me personally to hear uh, to hear you guys' story. Um, you said, like, I, know, I don't want to, like, get into it too much, but you did mention, like, there's this expansion for commission that you guys <laughs> have been working on. Like, um, I know you're in this, like, season of, hey, we're not going to, like, force anything out the door. We're going to take our time. Yeah, that's um, the project Patrick would have had on Kickstarter right now if I played. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't be where it was. And that's and that's part of the problem too is that you know, my desire to think that we have to remain relevant by publishing something every year probably would have pushed us forward on this and it wouldn't mm-hmm. be what it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, we really have it's been a battle putting this expansion together cuz commission came together basically start to finish in six months, which is incredibly fast. Right. Yeah. And, and God was all over that, making that possible. And this expansion has been tough because we're trying to 
bring something new to it without changing the character of, of what the game really presents um, or changing who it's reaching. And so it, it's been a battle to try to add some rich uh, stuff to the game without making it overly complicated or, uh, you know, just ruining the feel that it has and the access that it has. Mm. Uh, but what we can say is that it's going to have uh, two new apostles that you can play. It will have two new scenarios uh, and it's going to have some uh, some other things that we're adding in to kind of explore some more of the personal responsibility within the, in the church and, and what that, what it means to deal with the fact that inside the church can have as much of a threat to the church's success mm. as outside the church. Cause the base game is very much focused on it's cooperative. You work together against what is happening outside. But the mm-hmm. reality is that even when you're trying to work together, you know, we're people and we get in our own yeah. way. And, well, yeah, and I mean, how we... many of Paul's letters he's, you know, rebuking the church for yeah. doing stupid stuff. <laughs> and so yeah. we're trying to incorporate those kinds of things. And and I'll just throw this out there. If you come to LTN Con, maybe you can help me play test it. You know, that <laughs> was going to be my next question, Pat, is <laughs> lastly, you're going to tell us that you're bringing it to LTN Con. It, it may not be pretty, but it will be there. Oh, it'll be oh, ugly. Right. I can guarantee it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, we'll have to we'll have to give it a whirl at LTNCon. Come to LTNCon. That's hey. another reason. Hey, yeah, October fourth through the sixth in Dallas, Dallas, Texas. LTNCon dot info. You can find out all about it. And also, Kara Games is the premier sponsor for LTNCon. So <laughs> I don't know that LTNCon would be happening without you guys. So thank you, yeah. For thank sure. you, thank you. It definitely wouldn't be happening at the scale that it's happening at. We'll say that. We'd probably just be doing it like in Drew's house or something. <laughs> yeah. Which I wouldn't object to. <laughs> yeah. My wife might, but I wouldn't. Um, so Appreciate that. Well, I shouldn't say, I mean, who knows? My wife might be excited about it. I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't throw it under the bus. Get yourself you just trouble. want to get her on here? <laughs> hey, Jen. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, this is great. I really enjoy, always enjoy chatting with you guys. Yeah. And, um, Thanks again really, for your transparency, honesty. Like, I think yeah. that's really refreshing. For we're sure. glad well, to be here. You guys are yeah. good people. We're we're very happy to be uh, a part of the LTN community and everything that it's offering. I think it's been a a space that's been vacant too long, and mm. so we're we're happy to be in the in the fight with you. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks. We really appreciate it. Um, before we go, any like any other thing you'd want to pitch, like any projects you got going on or anywhere online that you would want to mention? If you that, know uh... anyone who might like Soul of the Empire, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, you know, we've got Commissioned and Soul of the Empire up on uh, Amazon. And then we've got uh, Three Seeds and Unauthorized primarily in our in our bedroom closet. So yeah, uh, we we only uh, our games will only do what they're intended to do if they're played, and so we we rely on people telling other people about our yeah. games. That's as a small company, that's the only way you survive. So tell yeah. somebody about Kara yeah. Games, and and that helps us. Cool. And I've played. I haven't played Three Seeds, but I've played all the others, and I like all these games. So. If you care what I think, <laughs> dear dear listeners, play their games. Yeah, for sure. They're for cool. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Commissioned is a super solid cooperative game. So if you like cooperative games, you're really going to dig it. I mean, I've heard people say sort of like describe it as like reverse pandemic. Yeah. Um, That's how so, I always describe it. I mean, and like, I I mean, it's it's as good as pandemic, I think. So there you go. Better go in my opinion. Out. Like, Here's the other yeah. thing I'll say. I'm I I'm like a curmudgeon Christian. Like I've got a big chip on my shoulder about other Christians <laughs> and like cheesy Christian crap. Mm. And that is not what these games are to me. Yeah, like I think sure. I have a pretty sensitive radar for that stuff. And I've never never picked that up from you guys and the stuff that you make. 
So well, that's good because we're trying really hard to yeah. avoid that. <laughs> well, if you're listening yeah. to this and you're like, "Oh, Christians make stupid stuff and it always looks dumb and is dumb," it's very true. It's very true. Uh, we're trying to not. I don't. Those yeah, I don't. I don't get that. And also, just knowing you guys and your heart, um, I think goes a long way too. So, anyway, moral of the story is cargames.com. Or org or whatever it is, I forget. Well, uh, if you want to check out what we're up to with Love Thy Nerd, please do so at lovethynerd.com. Go check out our great articles and information about what we're all about. All that can be found there. Uh, if you are interested in nerding out about nerd stuff with other nerds, we have a whole Facebook community built around that. So it's called Love Thy Nerd Community. And you just go to old Facebook there and type in Love Thy Nerd Community. You'll find it. You may also want to search for our, our uh, Facebook page and like that. So you'll request to join the community and then just click like on the page. It's a really, really simple way you can support us. Uh, another simple way you can support us is following on, following us on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, and also, I just want to mention, like we can't do this without the help of people like you that are listening to this podcast. Um all this costs us time and energy and money. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you think this is cool in any way, shape, or form, um, consider helping us out. Um, so you can just go to lovethynerd.com, and uh, and there's, a, there are, there's information there about how you can give to what we're doing. Um, that's basically it. I think we've mentioned LTNCon a few times, so I won't L-T-N-C-O-N dot info there we go come hang out with us yep. it'll be fun i promise yep. yep oh and rate or review our podcast on itunes and check out our other other podcasts we have a whole podcast network free play and uh the pull list go check those out they're both fantastic uh that's it i'll talk to you next time bye love you bye.